I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. Hello, Kirsten. Thank you for coming to my podcast today. Kirsten, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm very good because I'm delighted to see you there in India in all this uh, lovely Finery. makeup and getting a little bit of the vibe of India. This is so lovely to have. And yeah, I wanted to introduce you to my listeners first. So Kirsten is an artist and uh, who uses visual art to help people explore their inner journeys, inspiring others and herself at the same time. Her interest in other people's lives is the focus for her work. So, and I know Kirsten has a very special project I've never seen, which is called the Dress Portrait. Um, which means like you making photos of wedding dresses and then kind of bring the story of the dress and the relationship into that picture. Is that right, Kirsten? That's right. Yes. Uh, wedding dresses are one, uh, one type of, yeah. So I will, I'll do any dress really, or any, yeah. I've done a pair of shoes or so, but it's basically using a piece of clothing, a dress to, um, build an image of a person or a couple yeah and their time um, together yeah. and yeah. their time together exactly and we are speaking today because a you're back in india and uh, kirsten is originally from ireland born into an irish german ho- uh, household so already you got the influence of different cultures so you feel probably more open-minded to engage with other cultures. I usually encounter that with people who have that perspective on life. And uh, fascinating enough, you got married about 10 years ago in the same village or in the village you are currently in or were until yesterday. And so you had the opportunity to look at the rituals and everything again from an outside perspective how did that go for you oh it was incredible it actually because um as i mentioned to you before the first when i was doing my i was absolutely in the dark i said um you know i i agreed to get married because it's extremely important here and i said look you know, let's, let's do it. Um, and then I gave myself into the hands of the wedding, Indian wedding machine. So, yes, yes, yes. So, and I remember, you know, now I am, I'm older and wiser, but back then I, um, I thought I, I might, um, give my tuppence worth on maybe you know what um our wedding invitations would be or (laughs) um you know not even what i'm what i was wearing but um you know i learned to just let go and and let them do and i i did not know what was going to happen from one day to the next i didn't even know how long how many days my wedding was going to be um i just went with it (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, that is some form of surrendering, obviously. It's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I got married recently and, and that's also what we just spoke to in the in pre preparation to this call. And I have been married like, you know, late in my life. And so the, what I chose to make my wedding ceremony was more instigated by who I wanted to be and how I wanted to, it to look like and more un, not dependent on the cultural uh, background that we both are coming from, my husband and I. But when I hear you, you were young. What age were you? And how did you get dragged into the Indian wedding? I mean, to the outside world, it looks like, wow, she got you know, married in an Indian village. That must be fascinating. You know? Can you tell us a little bit about the pros and cons? <laughs> um, I, I don't even know how old I was. I was early 30, 32, maybe 33. Um, and I was quite, I didn't have a dream of getting married, of having a dress and a party and all that kind of thing. I was more like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be free. Um, and you know we'll we live together we're you know very modern european outlook um yeah. especially back then marriage has gotten come back into uh fashion, fashion a little bit yeah. more since then that's true, that's true. <laughs> um so i thought i mean i yeah i struggled within myself and i said look i'll just go through the door and uh better going through the door than to stand outside the door uh thinking about which way to go so i so i jumped in and um went on a three-month trip around the world with my twin sister in preparation uh and then we yeah i mean um i you know i, I learned as i went i everybody did everything for me you know i didn't even know what was going to happen at the, you know at the in the the mass part which would be the part that i could relate to most yeah. it was what i did have was i had a, a friend of my parents um who who was a priest um mm. so he did part of the ceremony um and i do remember one of the indian priests giving me a um reading from the bible that they wanted me to read which yeah. was not according to my beliefs oh. as i sat on the stage <laughs> yes and yes. i said i i'm sorry but unfortunately i cannot read that uh, it had to do with men and women uh so that was the one time i put my foot down uh yeah. and uh, but the, for the rest of the time i just yeah let it wash over me yeah <laughs> and and it's funny that you some of your wedding might have was Indian influenced, like the turmeric yes. ceremonies. You know, I wonder if I was doing something like that now, what what I would do. You know, but yeah. um, if I if I was organizing my own wedding, you know, would I? Because because the rituals are are very are very um, strong, deep. Yeah, they yeah. No, I read ahead. somewhere, I read somewhere um, that the the length of a wedding is indicative of the investment of the community in that wedding. 
<laughs> so that the you wedding have a very long wedding, so, so to long. speak. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But you have a long wedding. The whole community is involved, you know. Uh, and that's basically a symbol that they are going to be supporting you yeah. to make it work. Uh, so, I heard something you know, about like how... Uh, makes sense over here. Yeah, there's also <laughs> symbols about like how big is the house that you're gonna, you know, give your or give as a dowry, which kind of symbolizes oh, yeah. how how much yeah. you know you you're gonna love that person. And you know, marriage is a mm. rite of passage. I think you know, like we have very very mm. few indicators in our modern world where we talk about rite of passages where we are being held accountable to make a transition. And when I think of Indian weddings, I think about exactly what happened to you, not being aware that it happened to you at the time because I was there, but this whole sense from a female perspective that you are being given away and that you're completely blind stumbling through something. You know, I'm sure the Indian uh, girls know a little bit about like the wedding ceremonies, but it's almost like it feels when you say it like that you're stumbling along and at the same time it should be that moment in your life where you really light up and understand you have to go through this to come mm. out as a mature you know like as coming into a new part of your mm. life into maturity but as a very important part of um, changing direction in life does that resonate yeah. with you does and actually something? with the wedding yeah The wedding I was at this time uh, around was much more, yeah, it was very clearly like that. So um, the bride was very young. She's 21. Yeah. Uh, and her mother, you know, yeah, is, is from a simple background and was very sure that she wanted her daughter to, to be married. She has, she she did do, uh, she she's had some post school education and she she'll probably continue with that but some of her friends would would be you know taking more time to study but um in this case mummy was definite that she wanted her and so happy to have her daughter safe in safe hands uh you know and of course um they're related you know it's all in the in the family um yeah. and um you know, these days, like, so she's young, so she's from the generation, the Instagram generation, you know, so they, what's, uh, new rituals have come in, so they do a pre-wedding photo, uh, video shoot, um, and, and, and photo shoot, um, where they basically, you know, it's like, you know, with, with um, the couple, doing romantic things in romantic settings, you know? So it's really, uh, you know, you've got the, you can see that they're preparing the ground, yes. you know, Prepare, like getting them used to each other. And, you know, and she, somebody said, yeah, uh, um, yes, she, she has a fantasy of her own wedding, you know? So, so this yeah. marriage ground is, was completely different for this girl <laughs> than it was for me. You know, yeah. she, she, this is totally in her trajectory, in her fast, in her fantasy, in her inner world. And, um, 
she was very happy. She said it, she said it felt like the marriage took a day, you know, <laughs> she, she, she could have gone on for, you know, doing these wow. rituals. She just loved every minute of it. And, and then, you know, the last ritual was where, so they got married um, in a function hall, no, in a church and then went to a function hall at his place. And then everyone, the next day, everyone came to, back to the village for another function and a party in, in her place. And then the next day after the final ceremony of closing the fire, she, she goes, she gets taken to her new home. And that's where everyone started crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was the first time I saw the real emotion, you know, and, it, and, and I think where we're in the West, It's just so different, you know, they let it out, you know, everybody, my, my daughter who's friends with her, you know, she was in the mother's arms sobbing, you know, everyone was sobbing and, and then it's let out, you know, the catharsis and then, and then she goes and she goes to live in somebody else's house <laughs> wow. with her mother-in-law, <clears throat> you yeah, know, so it so. is, it's this, this coming of age thing is very strong, yeah where I think that probably, yeah, in the West, you know, it's, it's in some ways we make life harder for ourselves. How so? How do you think thinking. we Thinking. Like, okay, so there's a few different ways uh, of, of looking at it. I mean, so for her, like, it, in a way they live in, in faith. So all of the ways that I read in the West... <laughs> to be more, to be less stressed about mindfulness and faith and being in the present moment, living in the now. These are all things that, that they are doing naturally. The village, people from the village are actually in that. They trust in God. She trusted that her mother would choose the right person. They trust how life unfolds um, and they don't worry about the other stuff. You know, so yeah. in a way, it's easier, you know, like it's a little bit like freedom, you know, fr freedom requires responsibility, you know, and I, I mm. suppose not everybody wants to be free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. freedom is yeah. difficult. Yeah. We have that <laughs> yeah. saying in my course, um, you know, now, like, <laughs> we have that saying in my course, you know, are you disciplined enough to be free? And I also hear you saying, are you, are you trusting enough to move into another phase of your life? Because what I hear from your perspective, yeah. you know, um, yeah. is that I, we Westerners, you know, in the Western world, we feel safe through the, the worth of money and job and career and then love, you know, romantic love. And so these are very substantial things like mm. that are um, really steeped in duality. While when we are going into an inner journey, um, we are encountering things that are not so logical, not so and one and one together. You know, I make this career, I get this job, I marry this man, this is going to be mm. my house. You know, this is, this is all, this is, this has blindsided us so to that we are actually encountering also bigger phenomena in our lives and if we don't do that and if we just think they are empty rituals that sounded also a little bit like 
you know, what you thought, like, I'm a free woman and we can do this ritual, but I, it won't change me. It sounded like that. Is that right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And I totally know where this is coming from. I don't think you were the only person, the only women, you know, who, who thinks that way in this modern day of age, but it does change us and it kind of ties us into different circumstances and i'm so grateful that i had managed to to awaken to that ritual and then go through it for myself in that sense you said that i used mm -hmm. i used indian ceremony backgrounds like mantras and um nights before of fire ceremonies and shamanistic rituals so it was a little bit of a mix but more so so in the Uh, in the invoking divine and seeking support from the outside and just thinking, you know, like, I'm loving this man. I'm going to go be with him and everything around it doesn't matter. So <laughs> having said that, uh, if you could go back, what would you do? What would you do differently? Yeah. So you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, yeah. You broke up there a little bit. What would I do differently? Um, yeah. Mm, what would you differently looking back now at you know and also having seen a ritual like that from the outside what would you wish for yourself do you know what i don't think i would do anything differently actually i you know i it was it was like me you know i was looking for an adventure <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um and i got an adventure um <laughs> and <laughs> You know, uh, and I mean, it's been such an integral part of my spiritual growth. You know, I, I, I think I think being married, having children, you know, even if you're not, if you don't get married, you know, being a couple changes you. You know, I have friends who are still not married, but are living in a unit, a, a domestic yeah. unit with children. And, you know, it brings up all of, all of these questions about the role men and the roles of men and women and, and and economics and how it all works and domesticity and all of that you know so yeah. these things are still difficult hmm. you know because yeah i'm an idealist and a dreamer and i still want to be you know i i, I still feel free <laughs> or i feel more free again i felt very unfree uh i felt very unfree for a, for a long time um because of how society is even in, or maybe because of how I am, I don't know, but just be, you know, getting into this domestic unit. Um, well, I was free for so long, you know, and then I, yeah, when you have kids, you're not free, not like yeah. that anyway, you know? So, so the, the journey the, continues. Yeah. What was your growth part in that path in that? I see like, It's um, like is spirituality in the sense of you changing your point of view into a more into more surrendering. I mean, you surrendered already to that ritual, not knowing what's going to come. Or what is what does that mean to you? You've grown spiritually, and you've become more free. How did you I think I, I think I'm learning to what to surrender to and what not to surrender to, <laughs> or you know um, what's important for yeah. me to fight for and what's important for me to just go with and experience. Um, yeah. And, you and know, I surrendered you completely to the needs of my children. Um, how did I get there? Um, 
there was a good bit of pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got there. I mean, art, you know, art um, and thought, you know. So in that way, it's like if if I look at the women in the village who are purely living from faith, you know, they they laugh at us when we put on our seatbelts. Because, yeah. you know, if you're going to die, you're going to die. You know, if God wants you to die, you're going to die. <laughs> Which is such a lovely way to be, uh, you know. Uh, but I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't know how they are inside. You know, I've seen a progression, you know, of, of, of women. So I've, I've seen the, the women who have had no education and who, you know, like, so the mother of this bride who is purely village, you know, mm. village, mm. faith, ground, earth, tradition, you know, and then education comes and, you know, you can have education. Some, some people have education, but stay in the village. Others are still in the village, but their minds are going and they're thinking about, you know, more like, you know, questioning more. So there's the yeah. questioners over there and there's the non-questioners just like mm. in, in the West, uh, you know, so. Um, so blind uh, faith, I, I'm hearing, uh, you, what I'm hearing you say, if I might kind of uh, sum that up. Yeah. Um, what I'm hearing you say is that in my head, what kind of what was triggered was that in the Buddhist tradition, they say we are all suffering you know, because we are the moment the mind comes into play, we are suffering. So in order for us to change our minds, sometimes we need to suffer to leap into bigger pictures of what is truly important right now and where we have to stick to our guns that's what i'm hearing from what you said in your growth path that that pain is in inevitable and even though pain is often reserved for the artist you know like a lot of we, we've <laughs> seen a lot of artists coming out and becoming famous you know picasso is one of the most famous one for his suffering and being seen and changing and creating new things so suffering is something that makes us grow which we often try to avoid that's what i'm hearing you say is, is, that it's a necessary part from my from the outside view i know when one is in suffering it's not nice <laughs> certainly not you know but at the same time if we have enough not faith but also intellect to start to distinguish what is right and not right at that very moment in time, you know, what is where we can grow, what is that situation showing us so we can grow from it. Then you said that, you know, you used your mind as such, you know, then, then your intellect is super important in the growth path. We say that in yoga, you can, you know, mm. you can faithfully follow a teacher forever and they can, and transmit things onto you and at the same like you were transmitted into something uh, through the priest and you didn't know anything and unless you're invoking your intelligence in the process after you won't be seeing what you've been giving and so following just blindly a yoga practice is not 
the thing to do. I'm just comparing now mm. from where mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. coming from. Yeah. So that's what yeah, I heard yeah, yeah, when yeah, I heard yeah. you speaking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, it's it, sometimes I feel like it. It. I don't know if it's a progression from you know where you you know you 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 have this fundamental way of being and faith like the mother of the bride you know and then you think you think you start thinking and you move through all of these things and then you consciously re-choose the piece you know but you can't it's I don't know if it's a journey but for me it's I you know I would I wouldn't give up the pain you know I wouldn't give up the intellect you know I wouldn't give up this the struggle the you know and there's so many ways there's so many things that, that have helped me you know the, the art and and all the reading and um you know meeting people connecting with people yeah. like you you know conversations you know struggling with other people who are struggling the same way you know I, and it, you know, it, it. I think one of the things that comes out in the art is, is just that there are these paradoxes in life, and if you can learn to hold the both, <laughs> both sides, then your life isn't going to be that painful. As painful, <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's a lesson that you have to learn because there's no right or wrong. Amen. In a lot of things. And then Amen. there's new, yeah. new ends in between, of course. <laughs> mm. Amen. I love the, the picture um, of yeah. the paradox. Oh, sorry. I think the picture, go on. I love the picture of the paradoxes. You know, that's what I, where I am. There is no yes or no, but there, if you can hold, in German, we have this because you speak German too. Maybe some listeners do too, but we say like, sowohl als auch. You know, mm-hmm. there, is, there is not a yes or no, you know, but there is something that both things can exist. You know, there, there can be one, there can be joy in pain and there can be pain in joy. And if we can hold that and not get eaten by one of those, then, yeah, that's a big, pretty big step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And to try and live in that place where they both exist as much as possible, <laughs> but also then, you know, make your choices on, in your life that you have right now, you know, um, and kind of, yeah, on a personality level, you know, that that's, that's kind of the, the other story that's going on. And that's where all of these gender roles here and all the questions, you know, play out because they're real, you know, but there, but there is this wider thing. Yeah. Where we're all, where everything yeah. is as it is. <laughs> so I always like to ask my guests, my lead guests, what is their tool to manage the currents between the outer navigations, outer travels, you know, like where we are 
where we're seeking outside inspiration but noticing inside something needs to change as, as well so what's your favorite tool to navigate the two worlds like somebody said she uses meditation to get there mm -hmm. mm. is there yeah. something that you use um um, I, I mean, I use my, I use the, the creative process. Um, so that's quite a wide thing, but, um, I guess I feel I'm creating reality as I create, you know, a little bit as I create my images, you know, you have, you have, um, uh, you have your your materials and you have your canvas you have your limitations you know and within that by making choices and by having you know seeing the world as you see it and yeah. using your pen as you use it you know that's kind of how i'm creating my life uh you know and i'm trying i'm i suppose i'm trying to let go of uh you know fear past fears and all that kind of thing you know to to really just you know yeah be live from that perspective that you're you know you're creating and then when you meet people when i meet people that i'm making art with so you know i mentor people in their creative process you know or i talk to people about their story and then translate it into images there's just this wonderful conversation going on uh all the time between and then there's bits of poetry that come in and bits of you know the books that i read the kind of yeah self yeah discovery you know all the different books about every you know novels whatever it just you know you just put it all in this big melting pot and uh that's what i that's what you know gives he me the buzz is, is is mm. bringing all these things together and then and then making something beautiful I yeah, and making making something beautiful yeah and also mm. then leading other people so maybe you want to introduce mm. uh, or invite people to your next project if you're intrigued also kirsten has a website which we're going to mention in the comment mm. below which is kirstenwalsh.com she is spelled k-e-r-s-t-i-n and walsh as in w-a-l-s-h so kirstenwalsh.com and Kirsten, what is it you want to invite us to maybe to participate with you and do our own, learn our own tools? Is there a project you want to introduce? Is there a project? Um, the most, I, I, my, I'm most active on Instagram. So in, on Instagram, you can see that I have various different, <laughs> <laughs> projects going um but to invite you yeah well just come come along and have a look have a look at at, at the dress portraits um you know i i just love to hear what people think you know as you say i don't think anybody else is actually making work exactly like that and i'm just really interested in people's stories um so whatever way you show up you know come and say hi 
<laughs> yeah, and I think you uh, that's, you are received with an open ear because Kirsten comes from this diversity of you know multiple layers of culture, and so yeah, I would be. I mean, I'm intrigued by all your projects, and I love working with you, and I love your kids project where you kind of seeking out kids with talents to further them in their art. I think this is totally necessary these days as our learning and observation shifts from writing into the visual. And so, yeah, you're at the forefront of that, I think, you know, with your projects for kids. Well, thank you again for coming and being my guest on Thank Water you. Travel. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome and i i i'm i'll see you soon i hope i do hope so <laughs> in real life <laughs> absolutely <laughs> safe travels Kirstins, okay. thank you you Don't too get to tune in to our next next session if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please consider to become a patron at patreon.com slash Alexandra Kreis and pledge your donation.